Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hello, everybody. This is Carol Topp, your host of the Homeschool CPA podcast, also called the Dollars and Cents Show, part of the podcasts held and hosted by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. If you've never checked out the Homeschool Podcast Network, you might want to do that. It's full of wonderful podcasts by homeschoolers for homeschoolers. And here at the um, Dollars and Cents show, I focus on information for homeschool leaders. So I nickname it the Homeschool Leader Podcast. And I've got another question and answer that you might find very interesting. Part of my Q&A for Homeschool CPA series. You know, every year or so, I usually get a question like this by someone who thinks they're being you know, really clever, or maybe they just don't understand taxes. They don't understand taxes. And they're they're going to set up their uh, homeschool. Their private family homeschool is either a business and think they can get some tax deductions that way or as a charity. So today's question, I'm not going to give this person's name. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's from a man named um, R, R-A, or his initials. And he writes to me, he said he wants some preliminary information on setting up a 501c7. I'll explain what that is in a minute. Then he writes, I would like to set up my homeschool, my wife and my three kids as a charitable organization. We've been homeschooling for 12 years. That's all he says. That's so I reply back to Mr. R.A. with some information that seems very um, basic which he didn't understand, and maybe I just wasn't very clear in the articles on my website he'd been reading. But basically I said, you cannot set up your wife and three kids or your, your family as a charitable organization. A charitable organization must serve a public good, not the private interests of the founder or his family, and the IRS is very clear on that. And I will share in the show notes the link to the explanation on the IRS website. But basically the IRS website says to be tax exempt under 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code, an organization, first of all, you have to be an organization, not a family. An organization must be organized and operated exclusively for exempt purposes. He might have an exempt purpose, education of his children. Okay, but none of its earnings can in your, in your means to flow down to or to benefit, private shareholders or an individual. That's the biggie. He wants to set up his family as a charitable organization in order to benefit his family, and you can't do that and get 501c3 status. Okay, but you know what? Mr. R.A. is not asking for 501c3 status. He's asking for 501c7 status. Well, what's the difference? Well, let me explain. And he still can't do it. Okay. 501c3s are 80% of the nonprofits in the United States. Okay. That is a very most popular. It's a tax status, 501c3. It's the part of the IRS code, section 501, subsection C, subsection 3. And 501c3s are organized for charitable, religious, educational purposes, and a few more like prevention of cruelty to animals and scientific research and stuff. But the biggies are charitable, educational, or religious, okay? 
um, like I said, he may have an educational purpose, but he's still not set up for a public good. He's only set up to to benefit his family. So families are not eligible for 501c3 status if they're only serving themselves. 501c7s, on the other hand, are what the IRS calls social clubs. Clubs. People who gather together with a common interest. The most common types of social clubs are my neighborhood pool, okay, tennis clubs, or country clubs, or sororities and fraternities. And also the more common clubs like hobby clubs, garden clubs, things like that. Okay, so he wants to be a 501c7. Well, he's not eligible for that either. And the reason is uh, the IRS, I'll put it in the show notes, which you can find over at homeschoolcpa.com slash podcast. You can find the show notes there. But social clubs, 501c7s, must be supported by membership fees or dues. Okay, they don't get their their money from, say, conducting classes or selling tickets to a concert like um theater group or concert group might do. Uh, No, clubs are supported by membership fees. Well, who are the members in this organization? The wife and the three kids? They're not going to pay membership fees to an organization, their family. Anyway, he's not eligible for 501c3 status either, okay? First of all, because he's only serving his family. He's not getting money from membership fees. It's just not possible. So I don't quite know why he thought he wanted to be set up as a charitable organization, but your family cannot be. A matter of fact, I've written a blog post about that and I linked it to him and it's called, can my family's homeschool be a nonprofit? No, <laughs> you can't. You have to be, according, like I said, the IRS says, organized and operate for a charitable, religious or educational purpose. And again, they're, they're not, they're operating only to serve themselves. They're not operating to serve a public good and all the, the reason for forming the organization is to benefit and you know an individual themselves so it's not going to happen now i'll tell you there's always a little uh twist on this that i hear typically once or twice a year and i've written a a blog post about this matter of fact the blog post is dated 2013 that's seven years ago so i've been answering this question for seven years but so this person writes in with a little bit of a different twist on this question but This person wants to form a business, um, or in this case, she wants to incorporate herself and therefore write off her homeschool expenses as a business expense, okay? This this, uh, woman who wrote this question uh, is named Becky, and I reply back to Becky, um, while to incorporate yourself, you need a legitimate trade or business with a source of revenue, (laughs) you know, sales, She was going to pay herself for homeschooling her own children. Well, paying yourself for homeschooling your own child is not, it's not a trade or a business. And you really have no business revenue. So you don't have a legitimate trade. So therefore you cannot deduct your homeschooling expenses as a business expense. It's not. You don't have customers. Your own kids? No. I also was asked once about a man who wanted to form a business, hire his wife to homeschool their children. And then he thought they could deduct all their homeschool expenses. And, and you know, I have enough of a CPA in me to think, well, let's run the numbers, you know. So if he pays his wife to homeschool their children, the wife has to then declare that income as taxable income on her tax return, right? 
and pay income tax on money her husband has already paid tax on, right? And pay self-employment tax. It's just doesn't work. It doesn't work from a cash flow perspective, from a tax perspective. And ultimately, um, you're not a, a legitimate trade or business if you're just working and paying your own family members for doing family stuff, homeschooling your kids. So I hope that you don't try any of these schemes. Don't try to form your family as a nonprofit. It's not right. It's not ethical. It's not legal. It can't be done. And try not to write off your homeschool expenses as a business expense by thinking that you can just pay yourself for homeschooling your kids or you have your spouse pay, um, pay the other spouse for homeschooling their kids. It's just, it's not what we're here for. All right, folks, basically my bottom line is don't expect Uncle Sam, who is really us other taxpayers, to let you take a deduction for your homeschool expenses. The rest of us are paying for our homeschool expenses without trying to get um, a tax break for it from Uncle Sam. And you know why we're doing it? Because we love our kids and we think homeschooling is a great way to educate children and we pay for it. And it is certainly worthwhile. I got to say, as somebody who homeschooled her children for 14 years, my daughters are now grown-ups, taxpayers, (laughs) independent, um, emancipated children, and I have never regretted the time I put in or the money that we spent in homeschooling our daughters. But I never expected Uncle Sam or the U.S. taxpayer to help me do that. So um, I did it with our income, you know, from uh, working and didn't expect a tax break for it. So tax breaks come with uh, strings attached. So it's probably better not to try to do something like call yourself a charity and try, <laughs> or hire yeah, your spouse and try to pass your homeschool family off as a, as a business and try to deduct your homeschool expenses that way. So anyway, those are always kind of entertaining questions that I get. They always make me laugh and roll my eyes at the same time because I, I realize these folks don't really understand what a nonprofit is, what its purpose is, or really how taxes work in the United States. If you are interested in setting up a legitimate nonprofit organization with a purpose to educate children and a board and bylaws and a legitimate nonprofit organization, well, I've got some resources to help you. I have a book and it's called The IRS in Your Homeschool Organization. And it's all how to set up a nonprofit and get 501c3 tax exempt status. I also discussed that 501c7 status for a social club. And that might be applicable to your group if you are a membership-based group like a homeschool support group but don't really have an educational purpose you're there just for um, you know clubs or um, recreational or social purposes so check out the IRS in your homeschool organization over at homeschoolcpa.com and if you prefer I have another way of getting you information about how to set up a nonprofit and that is through a series of webinars so go over to homeschoolcpa.com/webinars and the webinar you might find most helpful is called create a nonprofit for your homeschool community so you can either learn via book or via webinar and those resources will probably be a big help to you in setting up a legitimate homeschool nonprofit
So I hope this is helpful to you and I hope that you understand a little bit better about why your family cannot be a nonprofit and why you don't want to hire your spouse to homeschool your own kids. So take care, everybody. Uh, You're doing a great job homeschooling your kids. Keep it up. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.